Welcome to Games and Grub. Alright, good morning, happy Saturday, happy Games and Grub. We are live, it is December 8th, 2018. We are live as always from Johnston Hall on the beautiful campus of Marquette University in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We are here, Aiden Haddon and Jackson Kowalski, live, Games and Grub, for the final time, Jackson. We are here because we are big sports fans and big food fans. And we will do our best to bring them together in perfect harmony right here on Market Radio from now until noon central time. Call us up on the crystal clear Market Radio phone lines at 414-288-7091. Again, 414-288-7091. Hit us up on Twitter as well at GrubMUR. Good morning, Jackson. How are we doing? Oh, excuse me. I'm on, I'm on now. Yep, you're on. All right, uh, we're we're doing good. We're just uh, looking to go out with a bang, you know, wrap it up for the semester, and then, uh, you know, hopefully break gives us a bunch of uh, interesting topics to come back on when uh, second semester starts. We will see. Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't have your mic on, and didn't have the didn't have the cord plugged in, so you didn't hear the beautiful uh, Charlie Brown Christmas until about thirty seconds in. So sorry about that. Uh, you'd think I'd learn from doing 10 weeks of this radio show how to run a studio but you could be wrong all right we're getting into our final show games and grub it is december 8th 2018 as i mentioned it's the last one of the semester i was going over this last night thinking about some best of moments that we've had on the show we've done by my count we've done 10 weeks we've done 10 shows from about uh September mid September to today early December I I have some I have some I have some immediate uh contenders for for number one moment on the show I think as much as as much as it's not related to sports or food it's not um it's not it's it's not yeah, it's not related to sports and food but John Hairless, aka Kevin's dad, calling in mm. might have been the funny. It might have been the that funniest was, moment. That was funny. And all four of us were here for that. Yeah, that was a good time. Even uh, Brian was here to witness. 
Uh, so that was great. Um, I think even I think last week I'll put up for a contender. I really liked last week's show. I thought that was really fun. Last week was fun. We did a lot of food. We're gonna hope to follow that up today because it's Christmas time. We're we're done with Thanksgiving season, even though we're gonna give thanks three hundred sixty five days a year. But it's Christmas time. It's the holidays, and how does that divvy up your food situation? Is the question. So we'll get to that. We have a Christmas-filled, holiday-filled 10 questions coming up about 10 minutes from now. So hang on for that. But for now, we're going to get to our opening takes from the sports world or or the food world or anything in between. Uh, would you like to go first? Would you have something to say, Jackson? Opening take. Mine is this. Uh, Mario Hazonia on the Knicks. Yeah, you know, he dunked on Giannis. But now... What he had, and let me let me first say, that those were his only two points of the game, a lucky fast break, okay? Yeah, he threw the dunk down, but now he wants to go and be like, this is a man's game. If you know, if Giannis is gonna whine and cry about it, like maybe it's not for him. Like, okay, guy that most people haven't heard of, this is your front runner for the MVP right now, and you're gonna trash talk him. I'm just, I'm getting tired of of okay or decent players trying to go at the stars I mean here's the thing Jamal Murray another good player and he's like I know I have the skills to be the best player in the world no you don't Jamal Murray (laughs) I'm sorry Jamal Murray you do not have the skills because right now it's LeBron then there's KD then there's Giannis and then there's guys that are going to come in and be better so you might be a good player you have the potential to be an all-star sure the best player in the world please humble yourselves Guys, like it's great, like you're you made it to the league, but mm, I think there's there's a false sense of confidence that, and I don't even think that's what it is. I think a, a couple players just want to make a name for themselves, you know, when a microphone is pushed in their face. And uh, I mean, here's the thing: if Mario Hazonia wants any part of Giannis, please, please do, uh, you know, guard him the next time the Bucks play the Knicks. So. That's my opening thought. That's your thought. My thought is center, it centers around college again because it's our final show. Um, we're college students, and we pay attention to college sports. Now we're paying attention, and we'll get into this later. We'll get into our you know game day segment because it's clearly a big day for the Marquette community. We'll get to that about a half hour from now. Um, talking a little bit about Marquette basketball, or you can call us up about it and we'll talk about it, 414-288-7091. But um, college football, the playoff rankings came out last week. We are not, we haven't been on the air yet to talk about it. Alabama number one, Clemson number two, Notre Dame number three, and Oklahoma comes in at number four. It was tightly contested this year in terms of SEC teams making a run for having potentially two teams in the tournament. But uh, it didn't work out that way. Alabama comes back. What a story. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts coming back as Tua. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. I'm sorry, Tua. But your last name, great guy. Anyway, coming back, Jalen Hurts, two touchdown drives to lead Alabama past Georgia. If Alabama loses that game, they're not number one. And Georgia is in. Alabama will probably get in at some point. 
but it's probably going to be, my guess would be Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Georgia, and that would be very, uh, very interesting, but I think it's more interesting with Oklahoma in it than it is with Ohio State, than it is with Georgia, because Oklahoma is so, I think, overlooked this year. Kyler Murray is an athlete. He is, he's an athlete. That's the, that's the one way I can describe him, because he he is leading the Sooners into the college football playoff and then riding out into the sunset to go play baseball as a first-round draft pick for the Oakland A's. Yeah, Kyler Murray, who might as well win the Heisman this year. It might go to Tua. It might go to Kyler Murray. It might go to someone else. Either way, he is set on switching back to baseball after he is done with the Sooners this year. So my take is... Pay attention to this college football playoff. It will be January. It will be part of the New Year's Six edition of college football playoff bowls, or excuse me, just college football bowls. Excuse um, in in general. But I'm trying to look up again. This is like terrible radio. But when those games are, um, I was going to say before I'm trailing off here. So sorry. Um, on December 29th, you will get number three, Notre Dame Fighting Irish versus the number two Clemson Tigers. This is three weeks from today, right before New Year's Day on Tuesday, January 1 of 2019. And you'll get the night game, number four, Oklahoma versus number one, Alabama. My take is I don't think people are giving Notre Dame enough credit. I think they beat Clemson, but then, I'd, number one, I'd like to see how Kyler Murray plays in Oklahoma against Alabama because this could be one of Alabama's quote-unquote down years. They have two quarterbacks. Who knows who their quarterback is? Or you could flip it and say that they have, yeah, they have two quarterbacks, Aiden. They're going to be fine. So my quick prediction, I think it's Alabama versus Notre Dame, and then Alabama takes it again. As boring as that is, that's it. So get ready, January 29th, college football playoff. Um, that's my take. All, All right. right, get at us, 414-288-7091, 414-288-7091. Just an aside, I was walking down the stairs, getting out of my dorm, getting ready to walk to this beautiful studio, which now has a tv in it which i'm so grateful for even though it's on i'm trying to like change the channel as i'm as i'm talking but it's on like you know cartoons right now on nhl network we're trying to get something you know that can help us here during games and grub anyway i'm walking out of the dorm trying to get to the studio and i see joe Rowe from radio joe Rowe mondays at three here on market radio and we're expecting him to get a call in pretty soon because he's out at breakfast right now with his two roommates, Matt and Willie. So you might hear from him in a few minutes. You're going to hear from my great uncle Chris towards the end of the show today. He's got some polarizing questions. Uh, who knows what he's going to ask about, but you know, I, I might know what I'm going to ask him about, and that's how his Providence Friars did not get the win yesterday against UMass in basketball. But that's neither here nor there. All right. Those are those are our opening takes. If you have any thoughts about Mario Hazonia, Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, Kyler Murray, college football playoff, 
what we've talked about so far in our first 12 minutes on the air. Get at us at GrubMUR with your thoughts, opinions. Tell us how loyal a listener you are, and you'll be mentioned on these airwaves. Uh, give us a call again, 414-288-7091. It is, as I mentioned, our final show on the air, at least this version of it, in 2018. So we say thank you very much for listening and you know contributing to the program. All right, as I mentioned, we're getting to it a little early, but we're going to do it. It is time for 10 questions. And Jackson, this might be our best list of 10 yet. All right. As the little takes us right into 10 questions all right ah, yes my mic was still on second installment of charlie brown christmas music this morning 10 questions we got christmas themed 10 questions holiday themed for the found games and grub this morning number one do you think of christmas as an eating holiday yes or no uh i don't i don't i think it's a holiday where <clears throat> i think it's a holiday where i tend to eat a lot but i don't think it's an eating holiday uh, I agree. I don't. Yeah. It, this is just my family tradition that it it's been more not not very elegant meal kind of you know uh, cinnamon buns that does it for me on Christmas morning. <laughs> All right, number two. That being said, Christmas cookies. Do you get them store bought or self decorated? I think I usually get both. Um, I don't decorate them. My mom. My mom is the Christmas cookie baker in our family um and you know it's it's a gamble they can be really good sometimes and sometimes not you know it's just uh it, it, it depends it's always a uh, you know it's always up in the air uh but so far the cookies she sent us in the dorm were good uh i like those and so yeah hopefully i, I have uh, some more christmas cookies when i get home again i would i would be i'd be more store-bought guy that's just I think that's how our our family's been run, but I can attest how nice the um, hospitality has been from the Kowalski family in room 111 at Humphrey Hall. All right, number three. Any speaking of the Kowalski family, any traditions for Christmas? Um, not really. I mean, like sometimes we, you know, we usually like call up people and like you know Facetime them for like opening gifts or whatnot. We don't really have any traditions. The only tradition that I know is I, I park it right in front of the TV and I watch basketball all day because there's no better way to spend Christmas. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much, uh, you know, that's my Christmas tradition. I'll get into it a little bit later, but yeah, NBA Christmas Day still like gets me going. It has a little nostalgia factor. I'm in on that. That, watching NBA, is tradition and also, as I mentioned, having cinnamon buns in the morning. So, <clears throat> and going to my dad's side of the family in either New Jersey, Connecticut, or central Massachusetts, or people come to down at our place. But um, we're going to Connecticut this year. Thanks to Uncle Paul, Auntie Seal, um, Andrew, Emily, Connor for the hospitality. We'll see you in about two, three weeks. 
All right, number four. What's your pick for Santa's meal under the chimney? Do you do anything with that? Um, not particularly. I uh, never even heard of that. Uh, I usually just put cookies and milk on a table. Right. That's yeah, that's where that's, I'm going. Uh, that's really about. That's about it. Occasionally, I'll throw a carrot out there for the reindeer, but yeah, that's just if I'm feeling very, uh, you know, giving that year. That was my next question. Number five. How about the reindeer? Do you do anything for them? You you said carrot. Yeah. In elementary school, did you do any like you know make the reindeer food and then put it in a little Ziploc bag? No, I didn't. Not like that, really. No, I usually just threw them on like a paper plate, cause I was like, you know, they're they're reindeer. You know, who are they to to diss my you know fine china or my silverware <laughs> or anything like that? They just start flying. Gotcha. They, <laughs> they got a job to do. So do we. All right, number six. Favorite food to go back home to. This isn't necessarily Christmas themed. Back in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, what's your favorite food to come back to? Um, I don't know. Like, what what is like, you know, the the thing in Madison? Or we don't really have anything like that. I think I just want to. I mean, the Chick Fil A. They got they have that at the Pfizer. Right. You know? Um, I think, I think going back to Madison doesn't really have much to do with food for me whereas it might be for like Chicago or if Kevin was here you know I'm sure he'd have some sort of story about that for me it's just about you know like family and friends and stuff yeah we apologize Kevin will most likely not make it he said he was a game time decision he's uh he's still feeling under the weather a little bit um number excuse me number seven more in depth with this in a minute but as our bet with Uncle Chris Hatton is still up in the air, what is our pick for best pizza in Milwaukee? Uh, I mean, you said was it St. Giorgio's? Yes, sir. You said I've I haven't had that. I need to have that. But if it weren't, yeah, if it weren't St. Giorgio's, I'd go with Ian's. I'm a big fan of Ian's. You are, and I'll get into it because I. I joined you. I joined the club in trying Ian's this week, so I will give my opinion on that. But actually, my th- I think this will suffice for now. I think it's still San Giorgio, but we'll have to get we'll have to get Jackson there either this weekend or some other weekend for the Games and Grub listeners to because uh, we need we need that clarity. Absolutely. All right, number eight, best restaurant you've been to wrapping up your first semester at Marquette. Best restaurant I've been to. Um, yeah, I don't think I've gone to to a lot of restaurants, you know, outside of the the ones right next to Marquette, you know. And so, if I was just looking for a place to go, you know, I'd probably still go to uh, the Blue Ribbon Pub, you know. Great pick, solid pick. Absolutely. Well, the environment's good. The TVs, you can watch sports. Just trivia for those who like that. Plus, the wings are great, and they might wings might be my favorite food. Ooh, okay. So, so sixty cent wings on Wednesday nights. I, I just, I, yeah. And they would take a lot from another restaurant to to you know win my heart over that. Exactly. You know what? I'm gonna go a double special. I'm going to go with San Giorgio. I mean, it's a restaurant, and you sit down. There's there's about three or four TVs you can get um, the baseball games on. And, I mean, that was the last time I was there for baseball season, so that's what I'm used to. 
but you can get um, you can get your sports fix on TV, and then you can get your pizza fix. Again, I think it's the best pizza I've had in this city so far. So that's my pick. Number nine, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most, how much will you miss dorm food over break? I will not be missing dorm food. Zero, maybe. Zero. I mean, and, and here's the thing, it, <clears throat> and it's not to say that the dorm food sucks, but like, I don't think there's any dorm food that I'm thinking like, oh, how am I gonna go a month without? getting one of these you know right um i will say i think our the, chi- the the grilled chicken sandwiches are pretty good at wild i like those but right here's the thing the commons they're not better than a chick-fil-a chicken sandwich <laughs> so yeah. at that point you know what's your competition it's it's better than i would assume most schools dorm food is though schrader's chicken parm that's not bad yep speaking of competition and chick-fil-a um I might be just I might be inviting more competition, but if you get to the if you get to the Pfizer before three o'clock and you sit down in your seat today by three o'clock central time, Coach Wojo will buy you a free Chick Fil A chicken sandwich. So wait a minute, get, wait a minute, wait a minute. Repeat <laughs> that for me, please. Hold on. If you're in your seat at Pfizer today for Marquette versus Wisconsin, game starts at four. If you're in your seat by three, you get a free Chick Fil A chicken sandwich. You mean he's gonna? So how is he gonna? How is he gonna pay that? Pay maybe pay that for me. It's you get basically a voucher. A voucher, and I can go get that. So what time are we showing up then, Aiden? I am showing up. I don't know about you. Um, I got to figure out my deal, who I'm going with. I got to get this show done first. But I'm getting there well before three. I think I'll be just fine, and I will get my Chick Fil A chicken sandwich. Let me uh let me give a tremendous shout out to the show that's on right now, Cabin in the Woods. Nothing to do with our show. Yeah, we got some Nothing sci-fi going food. right now. We're trying to phenomenal uh, horror movie though. I gotta say, it's just so it's so good. Uh, so that's my recommendation that has nothing to do with this show to listeners out there. How about that? A little uh, little sci-fi action there with Games and Grub. All right, our tenth and final question. I saved this one for last. It's one of the most polarizing questions of the season, in my opinion. Do you eat gingerbread houses or not? I do not. Uh, For a few reasons. I make them, and my dad eats them. I don't really like gingerbread, so I feel like that's that's probably the reason. I also don't like frosting. And what do you make? You know, candy, like little M&Ms and stuff that you would put on them. They they have those... uh, what are the dots? I don't like dots. Yeah. You know, uh, I just feel like the, the 95% of the things you would decorate a gingerbread house with, I don't like. Frosting in particular, I that's why I don't like cake, you know, or cupcakes or anything like that. I just hate frosting because it just feels like, you know, sugar that's in a more like, it's like solid and liquid sugar. I'm with you. I don't eat them. I think it's just nice to decorate them and then watch it and not eat it as a sort of form of temperance and not eat it because if you do eat it, number one, you might feel like crap the next five minutes afterwards. And then second of all, you have no house anymore. You got It's like it's part of the ambiance of your house in the Christmas season. So I say no. But again, I, I might get big blowback for that. We might We might be in the minority. Who knows? Um, how will we know if we'll be in the minority though? You have to call us up. You got to tweet at us at grubmur 
and get us on the line at 414-288-7091. One of the big questions of the day, just like me saying uh, cranberry sauce is my favorite side dish at, at Thanksgiving. Got major blowback for that. Will we get major blowback for saying that we do not eat gingerbread houses? Uh, hit us up and know that we will take your call and we will applaud you for being a loyal listener of the show. All right. I mentioned it in one of our questions, our bet with Uncle Chris. We got some housekeeping. We have some things to take care of because when we come back from break, it will be right around the time where January 20th will be coming and it will be about the same week that we come back. January 20th, folks, is Providence coming to town, coming to Milwaukee to play Marquette at Fiserv. And us at Games and Grub, we have a little bet with Uncle Chris, a graduate of Providence College. He says that if Providence beats Marquette in either the January 20th game in Milwaukee or the February 23rd game in Providence, Rhode Island, then we have to buy him a pizza. We have to buy him the best pizza in Milwaukee, whatever it is. And right now, we're going with San Giorgio. But if Marquette wins either of those games against Providence, again, January 20th in Milwaukee and February 23rd in Providence, then Uncle Chris buys us at Games and Grub, the crew, a pizza from his best pick, either from Providence or most likely from New Jersey, where he's from. So that'll be very interesting. That's one of those things to uh, quote unquote look forward to. And you know what else we're looking forward to today, Jackson? Hmm. Not only are we looking forward to Marquette versus Wisconsin at 4 o'clock Central Time this afternoon. We're looking forward to Army-Navy today where College Game Day is. And we are watching the ESPN broadcast College Game Day from Army-Navy. One of the best environments in all of sports, the Army-Navy game. If only our roommate... And um, recurring guest correspondent Brian Gallagher were here. He would say that Army-Navy is just as electric an environment as probably any other um, environment sports. But we got that going on today. We got Marquette versus Wisconsin going on today. We got a big slate of college basketball games today. Uh, We got some NBA later tonight. Mm -hmm. And we got... Um, we got a big day in general for the Marquette community as we see that Army-Navy will be kicking off at 2 p.m. Central Time. Army is minus 6.5, again, for entertainment purposes only. Um, but I might... No, I was going to say I might tune into that, but I'm going to be too preoccupied. Might be uh, eating my Chick-fil-A sandwich, hopefully, which I will get <laughs> at, again, I just got this on my phone as it's sitting in front of me. MUBB Rewards, or excuse me, MU Rewards, just uh, gave you gave us the alert. Marquette students, if you're listening, listen up. MUBB Game Day, arrive early and get loud. Yeah, that's right. Chick-fil-A for students in their seats by 3 p.m. That's right. Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich for free for students in their seats by 3 p.m. So if you get your behind in that seat, by 300 CST, 
then you will get a free Chick-fil-A sandwich, which you might need because you're going to need some energy for this game versus Wisconsin. That's a perfect segue into our Marquette Basketball Minute, which we will get to right now. But first, I'm going to remind you, get, hit us up on the phones at 414-288-7091. Again, 414-288-7091. And get us on Twitter at GrubMUR. Do you have any thoughts on Army-Navy, the big sports weekend, before we go into Marquette Basketball? Um. I'm ready to talk about Marquette basketball. I don't really know a lot about the Army-Navy game at all, or college football for that matter. Um, but I do know that Marquette, I want them to, to dismantle Wisconsin today. Uh, I want I want the people back into Wisconsin that I know to start crying um, because Marcus Howard has just uh, metaphorically assassinated their point guard. Um, his ankles are nowhere to be found. Neither are his shoes. Uh, can't guard him. And Sakar, I've been talking about him. Excuse uh-huh. me. Sakar is is going to have a good game again. Uh, one of our better offensive players. I told you last week, I said, you just watch out for him. And, and what happened? Exactly what I said was going to happen. Um, and I just, I, I think we're a better team. And I hope, uh, I hope we blow him out. All right, it's time to segue. It's time for Marquette Basketball Minute. It's very strong from St. Louis to Manhattan, Kansas. Under two to play. Howard going up and under. Too easy as he go by the freshman, Sean Neal Williams. 45 for Howard. All right. You heard FS1 on the call. Marquette last week versus Kansas State. Marquette wins by 13. A major upset in the college basketball landscape. But the storylines basically mirror that game today versus Wisconsin. The storylines pretty much match up in my opinion. It's the number 12 team in the country. Wisconsin moved up from 22 to 12. Kansas State moved down from 12 to 16 after Marquette beat them last weekend. It was just recapping a little bit. Oh, you know, this is this is part of radio. We got to call an audible because we have our first phone caller. All right, we got our first caller on the line. Caller, good morning. Good morning. Hi. Could you uh, introduce yourself to the audience? Um, it's Prachi and Grace. <laughs> it's Prachi oh and Grace. My word. <laughs> How are you guys? We're doing great. And How are you, more importantly? Here. What was that? Hello. Um, question of the day. What do you think the predictions of the game are going to be? Fortunate. <laughs> uh, Marquette basketball, 106. Uh, Wisconsin, <laughs> 4. Um, probably four <laughs> points based off Brad Davis taking think, 30 charges. Who do you think is going to be our leading scorer today? <laughs> uh, who's going to be the leading scorer today? Uh, who's who's going to be the leading yeah. scorer today? The leading scorer today, I will give it to the birthday boy, Sam Hauser. <laughs> I think that's all a right. good call. Okay. Um, that's all my questions for now. I'll be back to ask more. <laughs> I got some. Uh, I got a question for you. She kind of left. <laughs> all right. We can answer. Uh, please. Right. Here's a question. Do you eat your gingerbread houses or not? 
No. No? They sit out for too long. You don't want to eat that. Yeah, they're still. We're with you. We're with Hot you here. Hot take from Grace and Prachi. Hot take. That's a little Hot bit take. what we're here for. <laughs> all right. That's all you got for us? I think that's all we have for now. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. And uh, maybe we'll see you at Pfizer this afternoon. Yes, the very loyal. Of course you will. Loyal listener. All right. Bye, See guys. you later. Bye. All right. That's our friends Grace and Prachi calling in, letting us know that they do not eat gingerbread houses either. So how about that? Um, let's transition back because they, they were talking about it. Who's going to be the leading scorer of the game? Let's get back to our Market Basketball Minute. All right. As Grace mentioned, this is just the perfect transition. Besides Marcus Howard, who I think is going to have a high-volume shooting day, I'd like to see, and I think we will see, Sam Hauser step up on his birthday, number 10. Happy birthday, Sam. Big smooth. We, we will see him have a bigger game. And after last week, I'd have to say Sakar Anum is the X factor, especially on offense, because when he scored however many points he did, he scored maybe double digits in the first half. That was big um, to get Marquette that lead at halftime, and then they never lost it. So any other players that you think have a big role today? Um, I think... Uh I think uh, Sharky, I think he's got to, like I said last week, he's got to let him fly. He can't be worried about a miss um, because that's, you know, he he shot a few and they didn't go, but that's okay. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a short memory in this game. Um, threes are going to be one of the one of the ways I think we beat Wisconsin. They're not a great three-point shooting team. That's, a, that's an advantage we have that they don't. Um, and I think that we're going to have, you know, pretty reasonable three-point shots today. And, I, and like I said, um, you don't need, you know, two feet of space. An arm's length, you know, you guys are D1 basketball players. Take them. Exactly. For those who don't know, Sharky is Joseph Chartouni. That nickname is catching on, I think, everywhere, especially in the student section. I don't know who came up with it. I don't know who's the genius that said it, but it's it's coming up. Number twenty-one, Joseph Chartouni. Look for him. My my big X factors. My X factor on offense is Sakar Anum, and my two X factors on defense are number four Theo John and number thirty Ed Morrow, because you got to deal. You know who you got to deal with today, Jackson. You got to deal with Ethan Happ who's one of the best players you in the country. To, you have to deal with Ethan Happ. Um, and I think the way to I think the way to deal with Ethan Happ, he's one of the best scorers around the paint in the nation. You got to deal you got to you got to put some muscle on him. I think Theo John put him to the should, line. I think he should get uh, You know, I think it's one of those games where Ethan's a good player, but you don't want to you want from the start of the game, you want him to know that you're there. You know what I'm saying? There's right. nothing wrong with giving them not not you know you don't need to shove them or anything but there's nothing wrong with giving them a hard foul to start the game you know what i'm saying let them know let them know that 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 you're there and who cares what type of skill he has like we're not we're not afraid of that we're not walking away we're not backing down you know um 
don't just you know start fouling like crazy. But you you know you have, you have one foul to give. Just start off, let them know you're there. Play physical with them, you know, um, and and try to throw a bunch of different looks at them. Try to throw them off the game. Throw throw you know a soft double at them. You know things like that. Right, and I I it's, I think it's just gonna be so important to get some muscle on, put some muscle in the paint on Ethan Happ. You know, don't make him too comfortable in the paint. If you if you get in foul trouble, you know it's not the worst thing in the world because if you put him to the line and make him make free throws, then if you lose that way, you lose that way. But I think there's a real storyline that is pretty much the same. As I said last week, Wisconsin has never played in this new Pfizer forum. They're gonna they're gonna jack up some shots. They're gonna make they're gonna they won't I don't think they're gonna make hundred percent of their shots because the depth perception people people get underestimate how much um, Kansas State was, you know, thrown off by that during the game last week. But it'd be really interesting to see Wisconsin's field goal percentage, you know, how many shots they make today because it's going to be interesting to see if they can, number one, make shots because it's going to be so crucial in a road environment to make shots and silence the crowd. And number two is just about that crowd. How do they deal with possibly the biggest crowd of the season so far at Pfizer? It was the loudest I'd ever heard it last weekend when Kansas State came to town. I think it might even pass that today at tip-off because it's so much more of an in-state matchup and yeah. it means so much more to Marquette. And this, I think Wisconsin has this on their schedule as not just another game. And I think uh, what I was most impressed about uh, in the 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 crowd last week was our um our energy through the middle of the second half often you know of course always there in the beginning you know in the first half but then you have those you know 15 20 minutes at break at halftime people are getting food you know they're relaxing it's also going to be like a night game tonight you know four o'clock five o'clock it's not really you know it's going to be a little bit more difficult to keep that energy. That's why it's good that that this is a the in-state rivalry against uh, Wisconsin. But I was impressed with how loud the crowd stayed throughout the in, r- entire second half uh, against Kansas State. It was big because Kansas State at the beginning of the second half, Marquette had a decent lead at halftime, and then Kansas State first few minutes of the second half started to get their mojo back, made a few shots. Wojo calls the timeout, and it's looking like will they lose the lead will they come back will they pull away and they pulled away with some great defense some great steals and some great shots i remember vividly as you said middle of the second half where it can get it has the potential to get a little quiet it got just the opposite because marquette made a run got that lead fully back and marcus howard picked up a steal had about a one-on-one breakaway, or not a break. He had he had one guy to beat to get to the hoop, and he just pulled up for a wide-open three and makes it. And if that isn't Marcus Howard, then I don't know what is. But you know what? I love him. I'll take that any day of the week, especially when you make it. And the place, I thought the roof was going to fall over because we got that lead back, and they never looked back. So that's our thoughts on the game today. If you're going to call us up, let us know. Hit us up at 414-288-7091 or Twitter at GrubMUR. <clears throat> you can let us know how you feel about the game today. Are you confident? Um, what's your pick? Marquette, Wisconsin, Ethan Happ. 
Sakar Annam, Marcus Howard, Birthday Boy, Sam Hauser, any of that. All right, let's transition a little bit. We got we got some football on the TV now. We we switched the channel. Um, I don't know if you'd like to go back. You know, I'll hand this is the this is the handing over of the clicker because I don't know if I should be in charge of that. I I am more than happy to watch football right now. And I'm more than happy to talk about football right now, Jackson, because Absolutely. we got our we got a little NFL recap. We got week 14. We're coming into it. It's a big divisional week. I look at the schedule and I see a lot of divisional games. I see the AFC East. Me, myself as a Patriots fan and you as a Jets fan. The mm-hmm. Jets got the Bills this week on the road. The Patriots are also on the road against the Dolphins. We Jets have, it's a you know it's the Bills. It's a winnable game. Of course they'll find a way to lose it, but I <laughs> you know, um hopefully they just don't get blown out like the uh you know, I hope it's just not one of those games where it's just like a fluke or something where the Bills just destroy a team like they did, you know, with the Vikings earlier in the year. Um you know, I I don't know. My hopes are not very high, but we'll see what happens with them. Hopefully something good. I can attest that environment in Buffalo is going to be rocking because it was when the Patriots came there Monday night um, about a month ago, maybe a few weeks ago. And it's also just maybe as loud as Pfizer today. You never know. But for the Patriots, it could be a quote-unquote hat and t-shirt game. You win at Miami and you clinch the AFC East and you win. I saw this stat today. If the Patriots win tomorrow, they will have won 10 games in a season for 16 straight years. This, It's been overlooked. I don't think it's been... This stat hasn't been brought up a lot, but it's worth noting just the stability, the greatness, the endurance of the Patriots dynasty. As far as this week goes, it's at Miami, which historically the Patriots have not played well at, at... Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, Florida. I think that the Dolphins have not made much noise relative to past years, and especially if their top quarterback is out for this game. I don't see this being a trap game for New England. I think they get it done. I have confidence, and they will indeed get those hats and T-shirts, meaning... AFC's champions 2018 AFC's champions right on your t-shirt so that could be it um as far as the game of the week um we can get Kevin's opinion if he uh lets us know and calls in but the game of the week I think we can both agree is the LA Rams coming up to the Midwest Soldier Field Chicago Illinois to play Mm -hmm. come play the Bears on Sunday Night Football I would agree Bears-Rams, I think it's the game of the week. The storyline for me is the Bears' D versus the Rams' offense. Khalil Mack versus Todd Gurley. Matt Nagy versus Sean McVay. Two relatively young coaches succeeding in 2018. And what's your what's your take and what's your pick on this game? Because it's interest, it makes it that much more interesting that the Bears are at home. Um... Well, uh, Trubisky's back this week. 
So that means a lot for the Bears. You know, um, before he before he had the the few, I think it was two to three weeks off. Um, before before then, their offense was was actually clicking pretty well. Uh, they were playing better than the start of the year on offense. Their defense has always been pretty good. Um, better than pretty good. It's it's been a top tier defense in the NFL. Um, so I think more than this being a home game, I think the return of Mitch Mitchell Trubisky is going to be is going to mean more to the team. Uh, I still got the Rams winning this game. Um and as you know the old saying goes, great offense beats great defense every time. You know, um I I you know Todd Gurley having a crazy year. Uh, Brandon Cooks is playing well. The you know Cooper Cup have having a great year as well. Uh, I and, and the Rams have a good defense as well. You know what I'm saying? I think they're a better overall team. And I so I, I even got them winning uh, this away game at Soldier Field. All right, that's your take. I think it's going to be a closer game than people might realize, but I think it's going to be the Rams. I think the Rams being minus three is a tough line. I'd still I'd still take the points. I'd still take the Rams on minus three, but it will definitely be, I think, a one touchdown game. And I didn't I don't know if you know, but Cooper Cup, he will not be playing torn no, ACL. No, no, he's out but of the season. he's I, I hear what you're saying. He's contributed to a very successful Rams season. Did so I far. say Cooper Cup? Yes, sir. I meant uh Oh, um, Robert Woods. Robert, no, the and, the quarterback. What's his name? Oh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. I, why did I get them confused? Oh, that's, okay. That's my apology. I guess they look my like. My apologies, listeners. I meant Jared Goff is having a good season. I knew Cooper Cup was out because uh, he was on my fantasy team, so I had to drop him. There you go. Uh, one guy who would know a lot of things about having Jared Goff on your fantasy team, not Cooper Cup, is Brian Gallagher, who landed both Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes the second in our fantasy draft in Humphrey. So talk to him about having a quarterback duo. Uh, Um, As far as the whole landscape of the NFL, as, as we were talking about er, it, I just mentioned his name, but my pick for the MVP right now, we talked about it in the dorm a little bit earlier this week. Who's your pick for MVP right now? It's Mahomes. It is. It, it, I'm with you. Uh, it's the more games I watch, the more I'm starting to think that Holmes is running away with it. I think it was really close for a while, but I think over the past couple games, I think the Saints losing to the Cowboys, um, that was, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't to be like, oh, like Drew, Bre- Drew Brees, like what a failure. He's not still in the running. Like, it's not like that. Um, but here's the thing. I also think now, now what Mahomes means to the Kansas City Chiefs is everything. Kareem Hunt, stupid, terrible thing, mistake. Now, now their run game is uh, Charkan, Char- Charkandrick West. West. Um, and he's not a bad running back, but he's not he's not Kareem Hunt. Their run game is not going to be the same. They just picked up Kelvin Benjamin. They're going all out on the pass game now. Um, you can see with the, you know with the with the pickup of Kelvin Benjamin that he's basically now their team. On the offensive side, they you know 
should Mahomes get hurt, that team is is gonna they're just not that good, you know. Um, so most valuable player MVP, I think it, it's going to Mahomes. I agree with you, and as as a as a Patriots fan, take my opinion for what it's worth. I think the Saints, if if you had to schedule one team today, I would be more concerned about the Saints than I am about the Chiefs. But overall, who means more to his team and his team's success is Patrick Mahomes the second because they have the same record, the Saints and the Chiefs, and I, I'm always I'm always a proponent of having a quarterback as the most valuable player unless this running back is taking the league by storm that year or some other skill player. But I don't think that's the case with Tucker Lee this year. Um, I think that Patrick Mahomes, he's not running away with it, I think. I think Breeze could still give him a run here, and especially if the Chiefs falter these last five weeks of the season. Um, but I think it's I think it's Mahomes right now if the season ended today. So and that's interesting you bring up the Kelvin Benjamin point because speaking of skill players, he could be vital to the Chiefs down the road. Um my next point, um your pick, since it's our last games and grub here, we're not gonna be back until um we're not gonna be back at school till mid January. But just for the fun of it we can do our Super Bowl representatives and champion. Who's your uh, Who's your pick right now to make two teams to make and then one to win the Super Bowl? Um. Okay. Um. Give me Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs and the Rams. Um, and I think the Chiefs are going to win it all. The Chiefs, that's your pick. I think the Chiefs are going to win it all. Um, I don't know why. I I think there's teams out there that are that are more well rounded. Um, I think the Patriots Chiefs game it was a great game. Um, I think the the Patriots have a more efficient offense right now, um, but I I just don't know. I just I see I see something happening. I see them finishing uh, these last weeks off strong, and I think when it comes down to it again, should they have to play the Patriots, they're gonna beat them. That's where I disagree with you. I think that. And again, this is and, no. And, like, I knew, and I knew you would. And I yeah. know you have a reason to be biased. <laughs> well, I am biased. So again, I take my opinion for what it's worth. But I take the Patriots over the Rams, and I I give you the Patriots in the AFC because the Chiefs have a history of faltering going forward as the season goes on, and Andy Reid has not done much to solidify himself as a playoff coach. Uh, the Chiefs having I don't remember the last time the Chiefs have gotten out of the first round. And I know they have a new quarterback. I know it's a new system. But Andy Reid's still there. Andy Reid's still the coach. And now that they've... I know they played the Patriots once. But give me give me the Patriots over the Rams. And let's give me... Also, let's give Jackson and I our next caller. All right. Oh, 
caller. You are on the air. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I just heard about your uh, Super Bowl picks. And uh, my Super Bowl pick, I think it's going to be the Pats, and I think it's going to be the Rams. I think Tom Brady, as he always does, is going to come up victorious in the fourth quarter. Um, it's just it's just all about experience, man. I think Tom Brady's been there. Uh, he's been there multiple times, as we all know, seven to be counting, uh, or eight, or maybe I'm asking a lot there. But um, I think with experience in the playoffs is really what you need, and I think the Pats are going to make the Super Bowl. And um, it, it will be a toss-up if they'll win it, but I think they will because experience always uh, does it in the playoffs. Thank you. I agree with uh, you. I'm with you. And, and, I, and I will say this. I, I am speaking from a point of I don't want the Patriots anywhere near the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, completely biased. Like everyone. Um, so, yeah, I, do I think they have a better chance. Yeah, probably. I, I think so. I'm more speaking in terms of hopefully – they don't make it. I don't want. Um, I just don't want them going. I also don't want to hear someone say, uh, "Folks, Tom Brady's won another Super Bowl, uh, and he's forty-one. You know, yeah. uh, I don't care. I just don't. I don't want to hear his name anymore." As <laughs> yeah, I've. I, I am I allowed to say something else? I have a. I have something pretty. I, I agree with you with that. Something that also uh, makes me pretty mad is about. Um, you know, you you see, uh, the thing is, Tom Brady is doing this. At, he's so great at 41. You know, we hear old players, you know, like, say, like, Vince, say Vince Carter, for example, totally different sport. But whenever he does anything, they say, oh, turning back the clock. You know what I mean? And it, it pisses everyone off. But it, Tom Brady, it, it's it's amazing what he's doing at this age. And it is notable. notable. I, I guess maybe... I, I am from I'm from Massachusetts, so I am a little biased here. But I mean, he is doing some crazy things at 41. I mean, what, what's the record now? Nine and three, you know. Nine and three. Um, yeah, he started off the season a little rocky. You know, it takes a lot of mental perseverance to kind of, you know, it gets back to experience. You know, he's just he, the things he's doing at 41 just trumps what everyone else is any other athlete I think has done at this age, and. Um, yeah, it just shows how dedicated he is and how I I don't know, man. I I, I get back to my 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 original point. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl, and I think it's going to be in the fourth quarter comeback Brady style. You know, <laughs> you're making you're making so. some great points. You said you're from Massachusetts. Would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, uh, my name is Josh McMahon. I'm from Bourne, Massachusetts. I've known Aiden Hatton for a while now. Um, figured I'd call in, give my take on stuff. Um, and, yeah, I'm a pretty staunch Patriots fan. Uh, all Boston fans, you know, we've been spoiled with great teams lately. Um, and, yeah. Josh, so, you're, you're the man, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. Josh and I, Josh and I go way back, back in the uh, born basketball travel days, traveling yep. around, playing our little purple and white jerseys. Yep. Josh is, yep. Not, Josh is not afraid to shoot the three, folks. Oh, you know it. Three, my, my motto for everyone listening on Marquette Radio, by the way, uh, I think, did Jimmy Butler go to Marquette? Is, did yes. I get that yes, right? Yes, sir. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He's the man. He's what, I mean, I know he went off from his teammates and stuff, but he's, he's, he's the man. He's doing good in Philly right now. You know, um, yeah, let's, cool. after, after the call, let's talk about Jimmy Butler for a second there, Aiden. Yeah, uh, should we keep, should we keep Josh on the line? Jo I feel like Josh has a lot to say about Jimmy Butler. You want Butler. me in on this Jimmy Butler? 
talk? Oh yeah, you know, of course. Okay. Of course. Josh is so, a big NBA fan, so, so let it, let it fly. Of so so what I found most interesting is uh, what Kobe had to say about Jimmy Butler's. You know, they're talking like Jimmy Butler legendary practice took the. I did see something about you know, that. Yeah. And, and Kobe goes, uh, you know, they're like Kobe, what do you think about this? And he, he's like, yeah, that's a, you know, that's a Monday for most of my teams. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 who Kobe was. Like Kobe, that there was no like Jimmy Butler did it out of place of like, you guys need me to win. Look what I can do. I'm better than everyone. Like da 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 da. Kobe did yep. it out of a place like, I am just that great. I'll do this for fun. It's not like a diss on my teammates or anything, but like that's just who Kobe was. <laughs> and so like that's the thing is, is it, you know I I like the Jimmy Butler. I like the practice move. Um. But I just think that, you know, it's like a, it's not a, a common thing. And, and because Kobe did it so often, you know, it's also shouldn't be like the legendary Jimmy Butler practice. It's just like, you know, it's, it's something that happened on the Timberwolves. But like, if we're talking about legendary practices, like there's, you know, there's, there's YouTube clips, there's videos of Kobe just, I mean, obliterating, trash talking his teammates. I remember, I forget who it was, um, one of Kobe's Smush teammates. Parker. Smush uh, Parker, he had a he had a really bad relationship with one of his uh, point guards, uh, Smush Parker. I actually yeah. recently listened to an interview, so I actually have a very hot take on this topic. It was a very good topic. I have a very hot take. Let it fly. Um, uh, so I actually caught some flack for an Instagram Instagram comment I put out on a. Uh, uh, I actually exactly what you said. I think Kobe Kobe said um, it would just be another Monday for um, for one of my teams. And my comment was, Kobe Bryant equals the worst teammate in the history of basketball. Now, here's why. Ooh, that's I a hot take, but I, I'm worst, actually very interested in the reasoning. Worst, worst teammate in the history of basketball. And here's, here's why. I actually listened, I, um, listened to an interview actually pretty recently. Uh, about, you ever heard of uh, Smush Parker? He, was a, uh, he caught a lot of flack as an NBA player. He was a point guard for the uh, Lakers. And um, nothing, nothing was really, he was kind of an average player, you know, no, no one really, wasn't really notable. It was kind of during the time when the Lakers were mm-hmm. the, in between the, the Shaq era and then the Kobe 2010s era versus the Celtics, kind of the in-between awkward Lakers right, stage. Right, right. Uh, he was the point guard then. Um, and um, he would say that Kobe, you know, obviously in practice and stuff, but he actually tried to go up to Kobe. Now, he was a guy... He was just a guy that claimed off waivers middle of the season, you know, or claimed them somehow. Mm-hmm. And he went up to Kobe, and he tried talking. Just, he was in the locker room. He tried talking football with them. Just tried to, you know, a friendly conversation like coworkers would do. You know, in the end, they're coworkers. Yeah. And um, uh, he said Kobe would not let him. It spe- specifically said verbatim, talk, you can't talk to me. Talk to me when you have more accolades under your belt and did not let him talk to him. Now, you tell me whether that's competitiveness, because this is off the court. You tell me whether it's competitiveness or just a bad attitude, whatever you want, a huge enlarged ego, whatever you want to say. You know, um, it was all the time. You know, it was I, all the I, time. I, uh... the, 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 the stories he would say. You know, obviously Jimmy Butler was very, you know, very not happy in that place, and that's kind of a situational thing. I don't think he's doing that in Philadelphia, but Kobe was like that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and and that that's why I, I from listening to that and from a bunch of other stuff that I heard with the Shaq stories, you know, I just think he's I think he's one of the obviously he's one of the greatest basketball players to ever touch the earth. 
He's also one of the worst teammates to ever play basketball. And you know, I that that is interesting because if you look at Kobe's relationships in the league, who who are the guys that that he you know that he talks with yeah. that he's friends with? Who are the guys that he spends his time uh you, you know after retirement you know trying to make better practicing with? You got LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Giannis. You know, like the the stars, the greats. A little bit from KD, you know, talking to Kyrie Irving. He's not talking to. You never hear about him talking to his with his ex teammates. You know, it's it's uh, yep. it's a common thing that people didn't really like Kobe. Um, and, and the thing it's, is, there. If just give me like one second. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I think Kobe is lucky he was that great because the thing is, I think that's actually his personality. I th- I don't think it has anything to do with his skill. If he wasn't that great, I think he'd be the same type of player. Um because he has that uh you know that like I'm the best sort of mentality and yep. and, and people talk about mama mentality which is which is good. Um but it's lucky that he also has five rings and he has those accolades because I think on the court no matter how good he was, I think he was going to talk like that. I think he was going to be that type of way with his teammates. Um and that's I think you know that's one of the things that when people are talking about about Kobe and his accomplishments, like that's one of the things that comes up all the time. You never see him, uh, you know, talking with you know being associated with anything other than like top ten league players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he doesn't have. He's as far as we know, he doesn't have a you know banana boat type crew like LeBron, Chris Paul, D Wade, and uh, Carmelo. Yeah. Exactly. He tried to in the uh, the 2013. Remember that so-called super team that never kind of came to fruition. That him, that team? him Dwight oh, Howard, yes. and uh, Steve Nash. Yeah. Oh man, I have a Steve Nash Lakers jersey. I bought it preseason because I Ooh. thought they were going to be the next big thing, and then yeah, that thing went right in the trash. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Kobe said he said, uh, you know, I never appreciated Shaq until I played with Dwight Howard. Really? That yeah. is a quote. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so that's, that's a so quote. Well, that's big. Oh man, I mean, you've seen him. You know, you've seen him talking to Dwight. As soon as he goes to a different team, he goes soft, soft. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. can just tell. You know, and and I think some players, I'm sure, so that motivated that Mamba mentality, as they call it. I'm sure that motivated some players, but other, you know, like alpha dogs, you know, like like Shaq, of course, um, and many others that I could name. But you know, I'm sure that kind of rubbed them the wrong way. Almost, I'm sure Kobe had no no problem saying I'm better than you, or you know, yeah, yeah. what I'm the leader of the team, you know, and and uh, yeah, it, it, know, it's just that's it, actually that's actually one thing that I so Giannis did a lot of work with Kobe over the summer, uh, trying you know with the in, in had Kobe mentor him for the Mamba mentality stuff. I just read today though the one thing that did it didn't frustrate me, but I I just couldn't wrap my head around it is that. Giannis turned down workouts with LeBron, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Chris Paul, this uh, in the off season. And when he asked, you know, why he was like, "I don't want these guys to think that we're you know buddy buddies, that we're friends." That and might, I was like, "That's and, my, that and might that's, and be that's what the, the NBA thing, needs." It, that and here's the thing, Giannis is great, and he's I think he's if it's not LeBron this year, I think Giannis is the MVP. But I will say it's like. Dude, I don't care how good you are. Don't you want to be like have the opportunity to work out with these guys? You know, don't you want to go in and get practice with LeBron and Durant and Chris Paul? 
you know, like why? I, yeah. They, and mm-hmm. they always say, you know, like guys in the NBA, they like each other now. They're friends off the court. You know, back in back in my day, like everyone hated each other. Why do? You, why does that? Like, why is that any better? That doesn't make sense to me. Why does everyone need to? Teams don't need to hate each other. That doesn't make you know, like whatever. Like a rivalry can be a rivalry, but like LeBron doesn't hate Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind yep. of like a funny relationship. I don't see why people are always like reminiscing over the times when like guys just wouldn't even look at each other. Like that's not cool. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, it, it definitely. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I, I was gonna ask you a quick thing, Josh. This is uh it's kind of a it's kind of a segue, but this is games and grub and we are food chilled too. Um what's the best what's the best pizza in Bourne? Best pizza? Best pizza in Bourne, yep. Okay. Um so I recently was actually working at Mark Anthony's, which I know technically Ooh. is in Bourne. Yeah, it's, it's on, on set. set. You know, for people who don't know, I live um, on Cape Cod. Uh it's kinda like a it's like a um Kind of like a va- it's kind of more of a vacation spot in the summer. Right now, it's not too fun to live here, but <laughs> in the summer, it's got yeah. In the summer, it's got great beaches and stuff like that. And I live on the first town right where the Cape Cod Canal is. I can actually see the Cape Cod Canal right now. My house is right next to it. Um, but so uh, there's a town next to right next to it called Onset. So you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna include that. I'm gonna say Mark Anthony's Pizzeria. Um, you know, um, I used to actually make the pizza, so I'm a little biased there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, that's all yeah, I was the guy. I was the guy throwing the pizza. You know, it, that's a skill. I'll tell you that much. That's a skill. That yeah. that takes per. That's that's almost as hard as throwing a perfect spiral. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, it, um, but I would say Mark Anthony's Pizzeria. Check it out. Um, I hope uh, um, Dave Portnoy goes down there. You know, the president of. Uh, Barcelona Barcelona sports. Sports. I hope he goes down. Yeah, he better go down there and do that because I trust. I trust me. It will get like a nine rating. It is wow. amazing pizza. It is. A, I know, like the highest he's done or the highest I've seen lately is like an eight point eight. Yeah. But I think it will score very high on the Portnoy scale. Last uh, one more question. I like that Mark Anthony's pick, and uh, we mentioned it. Uh, this is uh, this is a question from a, another listener to you, Josh. Who's the okay. uh, Who's the best basketball coach you had in Bourne? Best basketball coach I had in Bourne. I'm gonna throw it back to the um, I'm gonna throw it back to the middle school days. Uh, you know, I had some clashes with my coaches. Uh, <laughs> they didn't really like my <laughs> they didn't really like my place. My play style was unique. Um, it was kind of a, a, a shooting three only t- style, you know, and. <laughs> And most of the time, the plans were to get it inside, you know, get to the line. But, you know, I clashed with my coaches a lot. I had a great coach. Uh, I had Coach Hatton. Uh, coach um, Coach Whitson was pretty good. I actually liked Coach Whitson. He was, he was um, me and him didn't always see eye to eye, although I was pretty young, so I couldn't really say much. So we always see eye to eye. But we had a pretty successful basketball team. I remember we made it, made it pretty far in the playoffs. And so oh, I remember yeah. it was my fault. It was my fault that we lost. I don't know if you remember that, Aiden, but I – Two costly turnovers. I still remember it. Oh, I don't and, know. If, uh, I don't know if you remember. I might have cost us that one game against Plymouth, where we had a we had a wide open me in the paint. <laughs> yup. Yeah. I'll me, you, I remember me that. throwing I up remember a that, me throwing up a pump fake for no reason, and then just get obliterated in the paint, blocked hey, you, to end the game. You, you see that in the NBA though, people think they're open 
Like, they think they're so open, and they miss, because you, you expect someone to be on you, and yeah. you're just like, it, it's a weird thing. It's a weird, it's just, it's just I, weird when that happens. I vividly remember that, man. I was wide open in the paint, and <laughs> I thought someone was behind me, so I pump faked, and it's just perfect timing. They came up behind me as I actually went up for the layup and got blocked. But yeah, you learn from it. Of course. Wow. Well, that, that's a lot of content right there, Josh. We appreciate it. Oh yeah! Hey, I'll call in whenever. I know you guys are when you when you, you guys come back up in the middle of the middle of January. So you, I'll, I'll be, be calling with my hot shake. I'll be back on uh, Cape Cod next week, man. Nice. We gotta take some pickup. Oh yeah. Uh oh. Do I see here that I have a, a do your thing segment? Yeah, do we're gonna get to that. Make? So uh, we got your. Uh oh. Thank you so much, Josh, for uh, for giving us the content. We appreciate it. Oh yeah, anytime. All right. Have a great day. You too. All right. That was our friend. That's our friend, Josh McMahon, calling in, born Massachusetts. That was a lot of content right there. I, I 100% me. That was that was a lot of uh, – he went from the Patriots to the Rams to Kobe to Jimmy Butler to uh, talk about pizza and born, talk about basketball and born. That was big. That's our, uh, that's our hometown right there. Um, we got our uh, – as Jackson mentioned, we got our little, like, do your thing. We got a little like improv segment to show how much we've learned as radio professionals in the last twenty minutes or so. Um, the first, the first part I'd like to get to is um, our restaurant review. Excuse me, restaurant review, which right. is uh, which is big this week. Let me uh, let me just let you know. I'm gonna need a little bit of time for my uh, for my argument. You're gonna need a little bit of time. Semester. I threw it in there, and we'll. We'll explain what there is in a little bit, but um, this is Games and Grubs, so I'd like to get, I'd like to sneak in this review. Let's do it. Um, after this caller. All right, we teased it in the beginning of the Hello? show. Hello. Hi. Is this Owen? Hi, Aiden. <laughs> this is all right. Owen. This is Owen. This is Uncle Chris's son. This is my cousin Owen. Owen, how you doing? Good. I'm getting you a Christmas gift, but I want to ask you, what games would you like and what grub would you like? What games would I like and what grub would I like? Mm-hmm. I like, I like the Patriots game this weekend, and I like the Marquette basketball game today. Those are my two games. And then my grub, it's, it's pizza for me, pizza. Okay. But are there any, like, games, like... NBA 2K or those games that you would like? We do we do have uh we do have PS4 in the dorm. Ooh, um yes. I'm a big 2K guy. 2K18, 2K18 okay. something like that would be. That's that's big time. I like okay. I like where you're going. Do you play 2K, Owen? Mm-hmm. No. What do you play? Do you still play Minecraft? No, not anymore. No. What do you want to now? Roblox. Love it. Ooh, what was that? Roblox. Ro Roblox. I like the Roblox. I like that. Mhm. All mm-hmm. right. How's um How's New Jersey doing, Owen? Good. Good. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. We'll we will see you in Connecticut, uh, in two weeks. A little bit, a little over two weeks. Mhm. That's uh. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm. And I have another question. Yeah. Do you think that Tom Brady will retire if he wins this Super Bowl? 
Ooh. My gut answer is no, because I think he's going to play. He's 41 right now. He will be. He will still be 41 if they win the Super Bowl this year. I think he's going to okay. keep going. I think he has it. I think he okay. has it in him, Owen. What do you think? You want, I I think that he's going to probably retire. I don't know. But do you want to talk to my dad? Sure. Let's <laughs> let's bring him on. Aiden. Yes. Yes, sir. All right. So I heard you guys before. I want to clarify our bet. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you have. I think you have it mixed up. Okay. Okay. First of all, it's two separate bets because we're playing twice. Okay. Right. Right. So one bet, one bet for the for when you play at Marquette, one bet for when we play at Providence. Right. Yes, sir. If you if you win, I send you a pizza from Marquette. I cannot send you a pizza from Providence. Right. Oh, of course. That's, right, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I'm probably not thinking about that. I'm trying to I'm trying to right? think on the fly. So I will I will send you guys a pizza from wherever. You got to find a place that's going to be open though. You know that I can send it to you. I want to make sure you're eating that pizza on the air if you win. Got it? Right, of course, right. Of course. Right? Okay. And then if we win, then I'll give you the name of the place locally here, and you will arrange for us to get a pizza, and we'll call in, and we'll explain how much we're enjoying that pizza. Okay? Exactly. Absolutely. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, look, good luck. I hope you get first. I hope you get your Chick-fil-A sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that big. I hope you take <laughs> That's huge. A free Chick-fil-A when you're a freshman in college is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> and I hope you guys take out Wisconsin, all right? All right. All right thank thank you, you so much. And thanks to Owen, too. All right. See you guys. All right. See you later. There he goes, Uncle Chris. Uh, we thank him and my cousin Owen for their contributions all season long with Games and Grub. We are on our 10th and final show today. It is 11.43 a.m. Central Time. We are coming up on 15 minutes left in the show. Get at us at 414 288 seven zero nine one on twitter at grub mur um we had our we had our impromptu call from uncle chris which didn't give me the time to go to my restaurant review but i think it's time to do that now Alright, it's time for restaurant review, folks. And this week, we have... Drumroll, please. Milwaukee Ale House. That's where we're going. Because after the Kansas State game last weekend, I had to celebrate in the third ward with my friends from the Commons Tea Tower. Jack McCarty, Colin Doherty, Lathan, Liam. You all know who you are. Thank you uh, for for thinking that idea because we were going to go Shake Shack for the free shake voucher after uh, Kansas State player missed two free throws, but line was out the door, it was pouring rain, and my genius friend McCarty goes, hey man, let's just go across the street, get a nice burger at Milwaukee Ale House, 
and it worked out for the best because it's might have been the best burger I've had in the city. I'd take this over Solberman's, Jackson. This is mm. big. Mm. I would take... Okay. And the other thing I'd stress that comes with the territory at Milwaukee Ale House, it's got great ambiance. It feels like you're sitting there in wooden tables. It's a classic sports bar scene. A lot of seating. A lot of uh, Milwaukee sports and city memorabilia. And... I'd stress the importance here of the pretzel bun because the burger on a pretzel bun versus sourdough, uh, ciabatta, it's just not the same if it doesn't have a pretzel bun. That, that That's my opinion. I'm going to stick by that. Um, Flynn's in Sagamore Beach, they know about that, and in Plymouth as well. Flynn's Irish Pub down in Massachusetts. Appreciate the pretzel buns there. But... This is this is what it reminded me of. It reminded me of Flynn's going to Milwaukee Ale House where the pretzel bun makes so much of a difference. It's only um, a few cents more to add it on to your burger. Um, and my order that I went with um, included honey barbecue sauce on the burger. Honey barbecue is my number two favorite topping on anything. Condiment, I should say. Number one has to be um, steak sauce because that can that can just go on anything I think but honey barbecue over honey mustard or just barbecue sauce if you put them together it's the perfect mix for this burger which I had was amazing you're it's tough to go wrong with this menu in the third ward look for it Milwaukee Ale House great spot to go dine in all right we're here we're doing our that was our restaurant review Again, thank you all for listening. We're coming up. We have 12 minutes left to go. Get at us at GrubMUR on Twitter and at 414-288-7091. And we teased it earlier. We got a little improv. Do your thing for the last like 10 minutes of the show. It's time. 10 minutes and change. It's time for a topic that we've barely discussed all season long here on Games and Grub, but has dominated the conversation in Humphrey Room 111. Who is the greatest basketball player of all time? It's just fun to do it. It's just fun to talk about it, whether it's warranted or not, as a conversation is up in the air. But um, Michael Jordan versus LeBron has dominated the room, and I may I, I don't think I've met a bigger LeBron proponent and fan than the person who's sitting to my right, Jackson Kowalski. All right, folks. Um, you know, I know that there are Michael Jordan fans out there, but but here I'm going to make an argument over the next 10 minutes uh, that I hope maybe changes your mind or at least uh, lets you consider the fact that Jordan is not with like far and away the best player ever. And, uh, Let's just get right into it because I got a lot of stuff to say and not a lot of time. Let's start with career averages, okay? Because, of course, LeBron is going to beat Jordan in assists and points and in rebounds and all these things like that, okay? But, you know, he had more years, okay? So, of course, like you would expect that, and that's fair. But averages, LeBron's averaging 27, 7, and seven with just under one block and just under two steals a game. 
free throw percentage, Jordan wins. But in two-point and three-point percentage, LeBron wins. LeBron is also a more efficient scorer um, statistically than Jordan. And then you'll tell me, people will say, okay, well, it's not all statistics. Sure, there's something to that. First off, the argument I want to make right out the gate is is why, even though, yes, Jordan did uh, go six for six in the finals, here's why that argument doesn't hold as much weight as I think a lot of people attribute it to. Let's look at at the finals competition Jordan played against, all right? 1991, I will give him this one. The starting five for the Lakers, Vladi Divac, A.C. Green, Magic Johnson, Byron Scott, and James Worthy. Two great players in Magic Johnson and James Worthy, and Vladi Divac was pretty good as well. The other two, Byron Scott, A.C. Green, eh, you know, they're all right players. But sure, that's that's a great win against the Lakers, and I, and I respect that one. Blazers in 1992, though. Clyde Drexler, sure, all-time great. Other than that, you have Kevin Duckworth, Jerome Kersey, Buck Williams, and Terry Porter. Now, these players are not garbage, but but don't tell me that you that you know these players well. I mean, Jerome Kersey, sure, he had, he had a couple things, but no one's talking about Kevin Duckworth, Duckworth, Buck Williams, and Terry Porter's great careers, okay? It's just, just not true. 1993, plays the Suns. Charles Barkley, sure, great player. Then Cedric Sabalos, Najil Knight, Dan Madry, and Mark West. I'm Dan sorry, Marley? Dan Mar, Mar Madry or whatever. Legit. Legit player, but let me let me tell you why in just a second why it's going to factor in. Then we go to the 19, uh, 1996 Supersonics. Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, Hershey Hawkins, Detlef Shrimp, and Irvin Johnson. Okay, that's another great team that he played. 1998 Jazz, Jeff Hornacek, Carl Malone, Greg Ostertag, Byron Russell, and John Stockton. Other than John Stockton and Carl Malone, none of those players are outstanding. But when we look at LeBron's, who he's faced in the finals, okay, all-time great coach. Spurs, he played them three times, all right? Then, and, and these were great teams. Then 2012, Durant, Ibaka, Westbrook, Perkins, Cephalosha with Harden as the sixth man, right? So if we want to talk about LeBron losing to the Mavericks, sure, I will give you that. He lost to the Mavericks. He had a, a, a terrible performance, definitely did not play up to the level that we know him. But four times he's played the Warriors, who are the, be- who are the best team in the history of basketball, all right? And I'll tell you why. Because here's the thing. In 2015 and 2016... In 2016, he came back in, I think, the best performance of all time, the best three-game performance. Him and Kyrie Irving came back from 3-1, okay? But in 2015, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love were both injured, and LeBron put up phenomenal numbers, averaging around 35, 9-9-ish, uh, nine okay? So phenomenal numbers under one of a top three, a top five team of all time. 73 and 9. Then they get Kevin Durant, okay? Warriors are better than the 95-96 Bulls. Because let's look at it this way. We compare the percentages, the stats of both teams. The Warriors win in points, turnovers given up, 
blocks, rebounds, assists, three-point percentage, two-point percentage, free throw percentage, field goals attempted, and field goals made. They shoot at a higher clip. They also take more shots. They're faster paced. They have a they they have a great defense as well as a great offense. They also have the best shooter of all time and, in my opinion, the best scorer of all time in Kevin Durant. Okay, they got a great defender in Draymond Green. They have Andre Iguodala coming off their off their bench. He's like their sixth man. Okay, that team, and they have Clay Thompson, another phenomenal shooter. And how do you win a basketball game with all those stats right there? Okay, so so if they win in all that, yes, they they are a better team than the second best team of all time, the '96 Bulls. Now here's the thing: we're also talking about what. Michael Jordan can do with a team what LeBron can do with a team, okay? Last year, Cavs in the finals with basically just LeBron. No one else on the team is averaging anything over 11 points a game, and that's Kevin Love, averaging 11 points a game in the playoffs. This year, LeBron off the team, the Cavs with the same roster. Yes, Kevin Love's hurt, but it wouldn't make that big of a difference. Because, uh, like I said, was averaging 11 points. I'm sure he probably would up that to around 15 right now. But they're the second-worst team in the entire league. And last year, they're in the finals. They're not even going to attempt to make the playoffs this year, okay? Because they're going, they're going for the tank, and they want Zion Williamson. All right? So that's what LeBron does. When Jordan leaves the Bulls, they're a 57-win er, team. Jordan leaves, 55-win team. And you're going to tell me that, that – Jordan's more important to that team, okay? And here's the other thing. Jordan did go 6-for-6 six six in the finals, but it's not like he did it on his own, okay? Because no one talks about Jordan's five losing seasons before Scottie Pippen comes to the Bulls, okay? All right, but so, Le- two of LeBron's championships came with Wade and Bosh. Wade, absolutely. And Jordan's came with Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman, okay? And let's not pretend Bosh was an all-star when he was on the Heat because that's not true. He, he, his, uh, his role, uh, it was not as dominant as it was when he was on the Raptors. He turned himself pretty much into a three-point shooter. He was a good rebounder. Dwayne, was gr- Dwayne Wade was great, of course. We have to award greatness to Dwayne Wade. But then that's two, two stars, a superstar in LeBron, an all-star in Dwayne Wade, and then you have Chris Bosh, who, who's a good player, but he was not... He was not Raptors Chris Bosh by any means, okay? They had a pretty good, and they had, like, Shane Battier. Uh, you know, they had some three-point shooters. Ray Mario, Allen. Ray Allen, yeah. Mario Chalmers was their point guard, though. Mario Chalmers is barely even in the league. Last last I heard of Mario Chalmers, he was, he was you know, getting a couple minutes a game for the Grizzlies. Right. So it's, it's not like LeBron is doing this with the best teams of all time but he is doing it because he's the best player of all time okay because if we look at Jordan Jordan is winning championships with top five teams of all time second best team of all time in the 90 year of 96 Bulls okay and that's and that's well known for anyone that they're if not first best the second best team of all time depending on the way you see it LeBron is doing this without that going even going to the finals in 07 absurd that he was even there I mean that Cavs team was worse than this Cavs team now okay so and and I have I have a ton of more arguments to make we don't have the time for that but just in the what I really want to say is first of all the finals championships that Jordan won not ridiculous the last thing I want to leave on is people talk about Jordan's era right 
in the, in Jordan's era, it it was so much tougher because you know. Um, well, well, well. There was hand checking, and people act like Jordan going to the basket. People, you know, were taking out chainsaws and machetes and slicing off his limbs. It's really not true, okay? Yes, there were hand checking, but here's what isn't. Here's here's why I think that offsets. Because early, I think it was 2003, could have been 2004, after LeBron's first or second year in the league. The 90s, they 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 changed the hand checking rule. Right, but they also modified the illegal defense rule. So now they were allowing teams to play hybrid man zone schemes all over the court. That means you can now double players before they even touch the ball. You can guard certain zones of the court differently. You push players away from where they're most hot from the field. Okay, you can do all these things. The defenses and the offenses are so much more um, complex. Right. Also, the athletes are better. For some reason, there's this stigma that. Uh, you know, at, it, since the 90s, the athletes didn't get any better. They, that was the best era of basketball. It's just not true. In every sport, we admit that athletes get bigger, better, faster, stronger as time goes on, except apparently in basketball for some reason. So with the defenses being more sophisticated, also in the 95-96 season, they shortened the NBA three-point line to increase scoring. So Jordan being a great three-point shooter, really he was taking, you know, deep twos. Okay. So his three-point percentage, I also don't think, reflects, you know, people say, like, oh, he could adjust. Well, of course, we, we assume that he could have adjust, adjusted, but he was also just taking shorter shots. So I'm going to wrap it up there, but that's the beginning of my argument for, you know, LeBron and Jordan. We may get into it more. Season two of Games and Grub, which we may or may not see later on. Uh, but for now, that's going to do it for us. Um, that's a little... End of, end of the year take on MJ vs. LeBron. We we are wrapping it up. Thanks for the help. Thanks for the support. This whole year, 2018, with Games and Grub. To you, we say happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and a happy new year. We are Games and Grub, Aiden Hatton, Jackson Kowalski, signing off. Signing off. And Kevin Hurley, Brian Gallagher, uh, honorable mention, signing off for the final time. Are we going to do it? Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Three, two, one. See you then, then or see you see another, another time, time through a walkie. There's no such thing. Boom.